for me at least. If something's chasing me, I want to have the stamina and the speed to get away from it. But if it catches me, I want to be able to beat the hell out of it. I am an everyday athlete. I am an everyday athlete. Good morning, everyone. This is Jarrett Basson with Mark McCain, and you are listening to Everyday Athlete, a podcast devoted to bringing you the amazing stories behind the lives of day-to-day CrossFit athletes like yourself. And today we have our guest is uh, Steve Chapman. Welcome, Steve. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks Good. for having me. Uh, a little technical difficulty before we got started, but we're I think we're up and running. Hopefully, all this, this all works. But you know, if not, we'll just do it again and throw it out and you know, find out. Have it back. Yeah. Uh, so I know a little bit about about your background and where you're from, but uh, mainly because I lived there for a little while. We've had a couple conversations about that, but uh, why don't you tell everybody kind of where you're from? Well, I uh, grew up down the down the road in Ludlow, Kentucky, River Rat Town. If that's what the people on the hill call it. People on the hill? People on the hill. Where the Beachwood you? people and oh, say, all those guys. What, what is the hill, per se? <laughs> the hill is Fort Wright. Fort Whatever. Wright. I love <laughs> We're I, down in the valley. I love living in Ludlow. Everyone hated on it, but I love being, you were like, Five minutes from downtown. Yeah. And then you're in this little tiny small town. Yeah, it was great. I mean, there's I, weirdos I there, it. just like there are in, uh, like, Covington. I mean, there's equally. more weirdos in Ludlow than we were on yeah. top of the hill. How long, uh, you guys don't live there anymore, correct? No, we're union now. So union, yeah. Right Moving the up the hill. Yeah. Moving on up. Moving on up. We went there over the hill. <laughs> over the hill. Um, <laughs> how, long did you, how long did you live there? I lived in Ludlow. I was born and raised. I moved out of Ludlow when I was... 18 to 20 so yeah i've lived there all my life so mark fun fact he knows uh chef biggie nice yeah. gumby yeah Eric so we went so we went uh what'd you call him gumby gumby that's what we called him in high school he looked like gumby why, yeah. why do you call oh, he looks <laughs> <laughs> he even got a gumby tattoo i think oh that's amazing <laughs> i'll have to ask him the time <laughs> this guy's we need to get him on the podcast that man can cook a burger that's all i'm saying <laughs> he's he, he can cook a burger so uh when i lived in Ludlow, i lived in this uh little POS apartment above the laundromat and uh, but right down the street was a little place called Smitty's and they had just the cheapest biggest most delicious burgers you've ever had in your life so like cheat days would come up and it'd be like well we're gonna go to Smitty's and they had what was there it was a Smitty dog which was like a basically a deep fried hot dog that it, you then covered with like mozzarella <laughs> mozzarella sauce and cheese and you could put whatever you wanted on it but and didn't he have an eating contest with that? Yeah, didn't it was he had you a ate monster two burger. Of them or something. It was like there was, was a burger. A, there was a burger that was, was like a twenty dollar burger. Then there was the Smitty Dog Challenge, which was four of those Smitty Dogs, <laughs> and each one had to have three toppings. And then there were fries and a large drink. Yeah, like it so was. So what, what did you get for that T-shirt or? Uh, who knows? Polaroid on I, have, the wall. I think a Polaroid Pat, on the wall. <laughs> Pat on the back. Pat on the back yeah. and a trip to the ER. Yeah, yeah exactly. Heart attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But we went down there. I think they got a place down in Bromley now, which was yeah, the, even uh, a little bit worse off than Ludlow. That used to be an old bar, keyhole bar. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then someone else bought it. But whatever. It, regardless, it was good, and man could cook yeah. a mean burger. Eric's a nice so. guy, man. He's a good guy. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when you moved out of Ludlow, where'd you go? Um, when I moved out of Ludlow, I went to Seattle for uh, a stunt workshop. Stunt workshop. Yeah, so, well, actually, I graduated college and then went out there. So, so where'd you go to college? 
Uh, I went to Eastern for a year. And so you I stuck around? Kentucky, yeah, I stuck around. And then, yeah. then to Seattle? Yeah. What? Everett, Washington, which is south of Seattle. So what uh, was it like? You just found a stunt workshop and said, wow, that looks like fun. <laughs> uh, honestly, it was it was still in its infant stages when I went to it. But, um, yeah, it was just online. Hey, stunt school. Well, that sounds cool. Let's go do that. Always wanted to do that, so go try it out. So it was like a month and a half workshop where you learn to do all the things that stunt people do. So fire burns, high falls, everything that you see on the movies, we did. That is incredibly interesting. <laughs> I need to know. I need to know a lot of things about this. So, yeah. uh, just something like were so, you like jumping out of trees and stuff as a kid, and you're like, "Wow, this looks like fun." Fall Guy, man. I was a big fan of the Fall Guy growing up. Yeah. So, you know, I wanted to be like Colt and do stunts and get in adventures, and uh, that was what I wanted yeah. to do. And, but and, yeah, and, and did the, you I, know like whenever you went to that school and and like they caught you on fire, or, you know, whatever <laughs> the first kind of big stunt was, you were like, "Yeah." It's for real. Like, because for me, I'm, I'm personally like scared of heights. I would like get up there and like, Mark, jump. I'm like, no amount of money in the world right now. <laughs> well, there were people who were afraid of heights. Yeah. And, and they'd start you off on it like a scissor lift. Mm. And you'd go up 10 feet, jump go, off. And, Look at that over there. Yeah. You shove them up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, it was very professional. These people, they, they did it right. So, so, all right. What is, what do they put on you when they set you on fire? Getting, believe it or not, getting set on fire is incredibly cold. Mm. So there's a Nomex suit that they soak in like a mixture of fireproof gel, and it has some aloe in it and things like that. So, and it's soaked in ice water, buckets of ice water. So when you get in there, you essentially get naked. And these two, in my case, it was two two women, put you in this suit and push all the air bubbles out of it. Yeah. So they put it on you, it's skin tight. You wear all cotton clothing, which mm-hmm. you just we just went to Goodwill and bought that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then they cover you with the gel, you suit, you put your clothes on. Uh, the reason they do 100% cotton because nothing will stick to you. It's a natural mm-hmm. fiber, so it just burn away instead yeah. of synthetic, which would stick, and they have to peel it off. But they wipe the gel all over your face, and then um, there's a mixture. I believe it was diesel fuel and model glue, and he just brushed it on you. You gave the thumbs up, held your breath. They lit you up with a blowtorch, and you danced around like you were on fire. Well, you were on fire, but like it, <laughs> really like it, that. Like it really, like it really hurt. So then, uh, you know, once you if you felt a hot spot or something, you had probably five or six people around you with different, mm. like a water hose, fire extinguishers, mm-hmm. anything that would put out a fire. So you just went down as soon as you mm-hmm. hit the ground. You were boom. You were covered. So it was. I never had any hot spots. I think I was on fire for probably over a minute. Damn. And, uh, <laughs> I was thinking like was. three seconds. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> as long as you could hold your breath and dance around and take it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I went down and went. <laughs> we did it at a horse farm up in the mountains of Issaquah, Washington. So once we got finished, they had a, like a makeshift shower in the back of a trailer and just hose you down with, again, cold water because, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't any heat. So. That was Jeez. it. So getting it caught on fire for me, at least, was very cold. really cold. All right. Mm. What's the, uh, the what was what was that sensation when when you're on fire? Like, is it? Well, they kind of scare you a little bit. They tell you that if, you know because you're burning. If you take a breath, the mm. fire will go down your throat. Yeah, because sure. Because it'll just go down that sure. way. I guess so. You know, you're kind of freaked out about that, and you want to play it up for the camera. You want to look like it's mm-hmm. re- you're really in pain. 
but uh, was it for a movie was, or something or just it, it was a practice, burn, practice. and then okay. we did some video stuff with it okay for, you know, That's crazy. lighten up a grill and the grill explodes mm-hmm. so it would be like an in-house thing for Weber mm-hmm. grills like this is what not to do and then boom you could mm. get caught on fire by yeah it. If that happened to your grill, to find you did YouTube. Yeah, yeah you Weber. did really, <laughs> really, really wrong. Uh, so what's so outside of birds? You said like high high falls. Like what's the highest you've ever fallen fall from? Eighty feet on an airbag. Eighty feet on an airbag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's the technique on that? Because I'm watching people. <laughs> I'm watching people fall off, right? And you basically do like a one tumble, and then you yeah. land on your back, right? Yeah, I mean they have different types. Like you can. Uh, you know, if if you're getting shot and you fall off a building, you and it, the the bullet kills you. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be flailing around in the air when you're falling. Mm-hmm. So you know, you just go limp and fall backwards. And mm-hmm. that that's a, that was the scariest one for me. Sure. Not being able to see where you you're don't going. have any control. Yeah. No, you're just kind of falling. Uh, oh, headers man. weren't bad. And then, uh, you know, you when you hit the airbag, you were you were taught early on in the in the workshop to kind of spread your body mm. so your big mu- well, kind of like your big muscles take the impact mm. so when you fall on an airbag and i did it one time where i kind of tacoed mm. where i hit with my back instead of pushing my arms and my legs out and it kind of throws your knee uh, on your forehead so oof. that wasn't fun that, was, that's <laughs> insane. Yeah. that sounds awful i think the whole time we were doing high falls it was only maybe one person got injured and that was a shoulder he landed on a shoulder funny on the airbag and, yeah but i think that was pre-existing yeah i want to say it was a pretty famous show a stuntman just passed away doing a stunt for i don't know if it was the walking dead or yeah um i think it was the walking dead, walking dead. and deadpool so, so, yes yeah maybe it was i don't either way yeah one of those um so obviously it's super high risk yeah but you know the people behind the scene the stuff you you don't see are the people behind the scenes who make sure everything goes according Mm -hmm. yeah those those coordinators calculated i mean it's not like you just get out there hey let's do this yeah yeah yeah. those coordinators are are pretty intense we read that the rise of superman just about the flow state and they talked about the transformers movie and basically the squirrel suits they put upon those guys and they had to fly no one had really ever done an, an urban wingsuit flight and mm-hmm. just how oh, they had yeah. to coordinate and they had to do a, a turn that was gonna basically put them in a certain amount of g-force oh, you yeah. know through buildings basically or in between buildings for the movie and, and they, they trained to the point where the one guy said i knew so if you think of like a diamond uh kind of shape that's kind of how they flew he's like i knew if the man in front of me's foot moved an inch that was the cue to like turn you know oh, they, yeah. they became you know because again the whole book is kind of about flow state and they're like they're such in the moment and how it heightens your senses to the point where yeah. you 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 know it's almost like a matrix kind of thing you know and everything is slower um so in that moment but it's it's a really interesting uh book and i'm concept. sure you probably felt some of those yeah. too mainly whenever you feel like when time slows down mm. you know and you feel like you you, you can see everything a little bit clearer. That's yeah. basically what that flow Spider states. sense. Yeah, Spider exactly sense. what it is. Mm-hmm. So, um, have we seen you in anything? Uh, probably not. No? I, I pursued it. Can I find stuff ha- online? Wholeheartedly. Probably not because this was pre internet. Well, I guess internet was around 2000, I might do that, 2002, 2003. So, you might be able to. So, what kind of stuff? I was in a uh, demo reel. Yeah. I was falling off a horse. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was that I'm was gonna, probably my favorite. I'm part gonna of do it. some internet digging. Dig around and see what you can yeah, find. Yeah, see what you can find. We've had a couple people uh, 
Leslie was in that Wendy's commercial. Oh, that was amazing. We could probably we could probably <laughs> find that. I've got a pic. Lavetta came up on one where she was in a, a commercial or a print ad for something, the same kind of thing. So I might have to yeah, dig, we'll around. dig around. I, I, the thing, well, I don't know if it's out there. I went on auditions, but I never got anything yeah. major. But yeah. there might be some Anglo-Saxon bar fights scenes you might be able to find <laughs> yeah uh, you know because did you used to get like punched in the face and stuff no it's no. you miss yeah, yeah, so you don't hit people how's that, how's that work how's that <laughs> yeah. I, I have lots of questions now. yeah <laughs> I, I mean we, we had some clothes look like i just beat the crap out of mark how would that how does that go down <laughs> it's all about where that camera is yeah like that's camera positions so it's really you're like how far away when you're swaying to somebody how oh, far away a foot or two really you're not even close really yeah yeah it, it, like I said, if the camera's here, you had to know the camera's there, so you would swing this way, and Mark would have to play it. So it, yeah. We're talking know, about it, uh, you guys were talking about wrestling a little bit ago mm-hmm. when, when Brock Lesnar hauled off and forgot he was not in the UFC. And hit, <laughs> hit that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's uh. We had some close calls. I, I, I bloodied a guy's nose when we were doing a um, like a, a show for what was it? University of Washington. It was like a. Um, just a demo show, show what we've learned and everything. And guy was kind of slamming me against a piano, <laughs> and uh, I kind of threw my elbow back and caught him in the nose and uh, bloodied his nose. And I didn't even know I did it till we were finished. And like, hey, there's some blood on my arm. He's like, like, oh yeah, Rocky's thanks over a there. Lot. His nose. He's like, man, you got <laughs> thanks a lot, buddy. <laughs> so how long did that kind of go on for? So you said you pursued uh, it for a little while. Yeah, maybe. Roughly a year. I mean, I got into it, and it wasn't exactly what I thought it was. Like, I didn't – I wasn't willing to put in the, the hustling time. I didn't want to schlep coffee for, yeah. for coordinators all the time. And uh, I did have – I think that out of my little class out there, there was maybe two people who really got into it and made it. I mean, it, and there was a lot of things at the time that I didn't think about that probably didn't even exist. But a lot of, one of the guys that I went there with, he was my roommate, he does a lot of stunt work for video games. Like oh. They put him in the suit, huh. and then he'll do... I know he's done a few Star Wars video games. So cool. There's yeah. definitely a million different ways to make a buck, that's for sure. That's stuff you don't even think about. I, I never know? thought that that was even possible at yeah. the time. I mean, so you tried for about a year, and then uh, what, what happened Tried for about there? a year, and then traveled around out west for a while. You know, did the whole L.A., Vegas thing, and, you know, just tried to get some jobs. And... Uh, Came back and went down to Florida for a bit and uh, came back here. And then a guy I knew, I used to rock climb with all the time, was moving out to Utah, Salt Lake City, go to the University of Utah. And he's like, you want to go? And on a whim, I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> so we rented a U-Haul. So far, went out I'm there. jealous of Steve's life. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a ride, man. But so I went out there and I stayed in Salt Lake for about a year. And uh, I think the, the thing that, that put that that made me really leave there i broke my arm snowboarding and then my mom wanted me to come home just to visit and i'm like well, i don't i don't have the money for a plane ticket and she said oh, i'll buy you a plane ticket when i got home i found out my sister was pregnant and you know just the whole family thing brought me back here sure and, you know. i think that's you know i don't think that's terribly uncommon to where you kind of yeah. see that like i need to go do something for me and then you know you do if you have some family ties i think that brings it back around and my whole 20s were i didn't even think about starting a family at all yeah. I mean my whole 20s were my 20s I tooled around the nation and did everything I wanted to do not that I'm not doing what I want to do now but so everything that I want I thought would be really cool I pretty much did yeah 
There you go. That's I think that's the way to do it. What was uh what was your favorite place if you had uh, had a rank or just pick one or it, it all depended on the time that I was there. I didn't like yeah. Los Angeles. I, How I, much does LA suck? I'm sorry. <laughs> the weather's like good. The weather's <laughs> good. Bad. Yeah. Like there's just weird people everywhere. You talk about like, you know, hillbillies and stuff like that here. Like well, they, they, they thought I was from Australia or something. <laughs> I mean, when, I, when I was in it's Utah, the lady's like, where are you from? Like, uh, where, Kentucky? And where, she goes, oh, where you, do you sound w- like you're from Australia. Where do you want something. me to be from? That's <laughs> yeah. the question. <laughs> I was working at a, a shoe store out there because I got in a running big in Utah. And, you know, that was weird. Like, that, wow, Australia, Kentucky. Yeah. It really doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a... Do I have an accent? Like, I don't think I so. I have no idea. So, uh, um... Rock climbing. How long did you did you get into rock? I, so uh, I, have, I have a friend, a buddy of mine, I used to play soccer with that um, basically just kind of has shifted himself into just a professional rock climber. He so came out with a great. book. Came out with a book, but it's funny because you know the gorge is three yeah. hours away and it's it's world class rock climbing. Yeah, that's where I spent most of my time yeah. in college and right out of college. People yeah. don't realize how you know huge. how how lucky we are to have a, a very natural wonder down there. I climb with people at Red River Gorge from Tokyo, from Sweden. They just they come to Kentucky to rock climb, which is wow. really cool. I mean, yeah. you wouldn't think that, but they yeah. do. Little old Slade, Kentucky. Slade, man. I'm Miguel's actually going there on Friday. Ari? Yeah, going nice. there on Friday. It's some Miguel's, nice. man. You ever been there? Miguel's yeah. Yep. It's been a while since so I've been down the gorge. I'm excited. Um, we used to live down there. I mean, my buddy Nick Summy and I used to go down there every weekend. We spent two weeks at the gorge living in tents mm-hmm. once and then we went to west virginia to new river gorge and spent a week there in a tent nice. so it was cool yeah it was fun what's a uh what's a day like consist of whenever you're rock climbing is it because i mean for, for me like I, I have zero experience with with climbing and stuff like that it you know to, to an outsider it kind of seems intense as far as you know climbing a mountain <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's literally what you're kind of doing in certain situations is it one of those things where obviously, like anything, you know, we're obviously at a CrossFit gym. Um, you know, you have your fundamental kind of things. Uh, you know, you start on that kind of uh, hill, cliff, whatever you want to deem it. Um, and then you obviously work your way up. What's that progression kind of look like? And what's a day look like as, as far as the level you got to? Like, is it climbing just like all day? Or is it like, I climb for an hour and then I got to, no, you know. it's all yeah, day. All day. I mean, okay. So I got into rock climbing because... I went rappelling once, and then that was really cool. So I got really good at going down the rock. Yeah. So and then it was like, well, now it's time to go back up. So we honestly, I went to the library and got books, learned how to tie mm. a bunch of knots, and then just winged it. Okay. Like the first time I fell on a climb, I think we were sport climbing, and there's bolts that they drill pre-drill into sure. the rock. You hang quick draws on, and you snap your rope in as you go up. Mm-hmm. Well, I had missed a couple bolts mm. and i had probably on purpose no or? just because i was so my forearms hurt yeah. so bad i just wanted to get to the top and yeah. then uh, the guy belaying me was like hey man you you know you whiff two bolts there and i looked down and i had about 25 feet of slack in the rope so when i fell and then i got nervous i started getting the, the sewing machine leg is what they yeah. call it my leg started shaking fell off and probably took about a 60 foot fall Good and thing you went to I, uh, stuntman school. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, if I would have hit the ground, it would have been all right. Yeah. No, but uh, I fell, and um, I ended up even with him. Like, we were looking eye to eye, like, hey, man, was I, I was all the way up there, and I'm all the way down here. <laughs> so that, that, that kind of 
that got me going. And, and, you know, I was so, I remember just being like amazed by that because, yeah. you know, it, it was awesome. Even mm. though, I mean, I was scared shitless, but everything sure. was good. So um, from that point on, so a typical day in a rock, a life of a rock climb would be you wake up, unzip your tent, get something to eat, mm -hmm. go to the crag, climb until dark, go back to Miguel, if you're at the gorge, go back to Miguel's, get a pizza, eat, have some beers, go to bed, wake up, do it all over again. Okay, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's intense. Yeah. And you got you got in really good shape, Rock Climb. Well, I, sure, yeah. I was going to say that I think that the through line for all of these things that Steve has done so far is they've all been physically demanding. Yeah. So and I think that's been, you know, and I think that's it's, it's a testament to uh, you basically coming in here and being really fit already. Like, Steve's just one of those guys, if, if you've never really watched him work out, it's like one of those things like, how do you do a muscle-up? Is it like this? And then he does a muscle-up. <laughs> well, you that, know? that translated into climbing. A hundred percent. mantle out of a climb, that's how you did it. You that's a hundred percent. just like that. You know, yeah. so I think it's, it's, it's pretty cool um, to kind of see this transition. And you never really, you've just been doing stuff. It's never like, I'm, I do rock climbing because I want to get fit. I do rock climbing because I really enjoy it. Yeah, you know, yeah, probably same with, about, probably same with snowboarding and, and running. Like, it's not like you were doing running. You were running long distances for a fitness regimen. It just seems like you really enjoyed running. And then you get something in your mind. And like, you know what? I'm going to run a marathon. What's that consist of? Go to the, well, it used to be go to the library, get a book. Now it's just Google how mm -hmm. to get how to, how to run, run a marathon. marathon. And, uh, so I did that. And then, yeah, you qualified, right, for Boston Marathon? Yeah. Yeah, I did Boston in 2007, and I, my goal was to do a sub three, and I did 255 oh, in a nor'easter storm. Wow! So I think I would have done a little better had I not had a 30 mile an hour headwind the whole time. Does that make a difference? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just a bit. Just someone going. Yeah. Well, and the, and the oh. thing was, I that's where I proposed to my wife at the finish line. Oh, so wow. when I crossed the finish line, that's oh, that's, that's where we decided to get that, married. That's gangster. Did you? Did you have the ring with you the whole no, time? That was it. No, a buddy. Say, what do you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kept it. No, uh, buddy of mine had it. So when I crossed, you know, I had to figure out where they were. Yeah. And uh -huh. the thing was, is she told me that I told her I'd be there in two hours and fifty minutes. So <laughs> two hours and fifty minutes, she kind of started freaking out a little bit. Yeah. So she left the group, and they're all like, "No, no, we, <laughs> we can't, you can't, you can't leave. leave." She's like, "Why is everybody freaking out?" So. And that, that's online, too, somewhere. There was a news, because I contacted somebody. Oh, we got to find all these videos of Steve. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's internet famous somewhere. There was a, uh, I never really thought about it that way. But yeah, <laughs> um, there was a, a I, I contacted somebody at the, some local station in Boston and told them what I was going to do, and she mm -hmm. was going to cover it. Well, the new the, the storm came in, and that took precedent over everything. Uh, so she, she ditched that. But there, in New Hampshire, I think the news company was in New Hampshire, who had a cameraman there, and they picked it up, yeah. Hey. So it's it's out there somewhere, along with all those white Anglo-Saxon bar fights and <laughs> all that other stunt stuff, which I don't even know. Fake, 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 fake. Yeah, there's a fake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so where does so where did CrossFit kind of come in the mix for you? So you, I mean, like I said, so you broke your broke your arm snowboarding. Yeah, How did yeah, that in Salt Lake City. I was jumping and just landed wrong and came down on it. I was uh, I was watching the Winter X Games that are going on. Or they were going on this past weekend, and it's unreal to watch. No, I wasn't doing anything there's, near that level. But there's a kid. I'm not like I'm no not, one. No one is. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'm, exactly. not I'm not joking White. when I say kid. Like this, this kid was like 15 or 16, and they were doing 1440s. Yeah. So 
I don't know how many rotations that is, but I mean, he, 14, they're basically no thinking about hitting That's it. like four. Yeah. Four full rotations, upside down, flipping. Four and a half, something like that. It's unbelievable. And then just the, they're, no, they're like, oh, he made that. Like, yeah. how is that not amazing? Like, it's, that's just every day now. You have to know exactly where you are in the air at every moment. Because, I mean, if you don't have good air sense, you're not going to be a good If you spun jumper. me around four times right now, I'd be dizzy. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Let alone be able to size up another ramp. Yeah. Let alone land it. Yeah. Uh, so everything you've done is, has been just this physically demanding, not in the sense that you're, you're trying to do it to stay fit. It just seems like it's something you enjoy. So when we talk about CrossFit, is it something, because for a lot of people, this is a fitness regimen, yeah. you know, and it becomes a lifestyle, but like, is it more like you're just doing this now because you know, you have your full-time job, you have a family, and then this is kind of an outlet, or is it like, this is just something that I really enjoy doing and I like furthering myself or you could be a combination of both yeah it's both i mean i i was working out i've always worked out and stayed in, in good shape but um, steve's pretty jacked by the way he's pretty ripped <laughs> i've seen him without his shirt off i'm just saying i'll throw you actually above. let's take a Thanks, break guys and, yeah uh, <laughs> should we uh get the rest of the rest of the interview with steve shirt yeah <laughs> now um crossfit for me is uh it's a little bit of both i mean i do it because it's it's high intense and uh it's very intense and plus, I, you know, like I always stayed in good shape, but I, I was old school working out three sets of 10, you know, increase the weight, do the pyramid thing. Let's do arms today. Let's do back tomorrow. Let's do chest. Yeah. You know, and that just it it got boring, man. So I, yeah. I started um, this was maybe about a year before I came here. I was at the a, a competitor, I guess you could say a big, big box gym. Don't you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh there's you know, people, there was, there was others before me. They exist. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was just kind of uh, going through the whole old school way of working out and, you know, came across some videos of some guys doing some pretty cool stuff. And I would work out and then I would run on a treadmill and then I would go do, I did 100 pull-ups, 100 dips, and 100 push-ups. Just try to do it as fast as I could. And then, you know, I saw my first experience with CrossFit. I, Christmas Abbott, mm -hmm. she did some photo spread for a magazine, and I'm like, man, she is. She's, de she, she's decent looking. Yeah. yeah, and so that's when I did a search, and, and you guys came up, and quite a few gyms came up, so decided to come back, come down here, and see what's going on. And you guys came in on a Saturday, and uh, just kind of see what was going on. You're like, hey, we're getting ready to work out. Do you want to join in? Oh like, yeah, like. Uh, that, man, I just kind of stopped in. I'm wearing boots. <laughs> so, yeah. It was, it, you were our Duke man. You walked in and you're like, this place looks kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you guys doing in here? Like, man, we've got a vending machine that they left with a bunch of Oh, oh yeah. It. Like, yeah. It was like, you, uh, you, you can have as much on. of that as you want. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. We're a fitness place. Take as much out of that vending machine as you want. Yeah, there was two vending machines out front. I remember that. Oh, you guys, the place was a wreck when I came Oh, in. my goodness. Oh, yeah. God. So you were, yeah, it was like right when we were moving everything around, It huh? was maybe in a, a June or yeah, something. July. Yeah. Have we June painted or... the walls yet? No. No, yeah, no the, the lobby still it, had a I think you literally turned our power on. Yeah, I turned the power on. I remember that. Because I, I left my flashlight here, and I had to come back. Mm -hmm. uh, it was fate. <laughs> it was fate. It was. Like, I hope they saw you still here. I didn't know what <laughs> you guys really were nice. doing, though, because we didn't talk about it. And I, you guys looked really fit, I remember. And thanks, I'm like, thanks, man, Steve. these guys. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks. Throw it out there. Yeah. Thanks. So, yeah, I remember um, just coming in and thinking, like, I wonder what they're doing. And then just that, that whole week was, was fueled uh, uh, 
a hundred percent by caffeine. Yeah. I don't remember like when people say stuff like that. I'm like, oh yeah, I completely forgot that. That was a blur. Yeah, that was a that was a rough week. A lot of. <laughs> I remember pulling up that board back there. Oh just yeah. Pulled it up and there was just water at the top of it. it but was, it's one of those things like you know whatever analogy you want to throw out there. I think that's that's a good one. To sometimes we look at this place and we're like, oh man, we still got a lot of work to do. But then it puts it into perspective when stuff like that comes up. And it's so many times with people's CrossFit journey. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, we just laid a foundation of your background. Whenever you found CrossFit, you walk in, it's like, oh, is this how you do a muscle-up? So many people see that, and they're like, well, why can't I do that? And it's like, well, what, what's your, you know, it was a, upbringing? And, you know, yeah, you've I, maybe been on the couch for the last five years, so yeah. maybe we're just trying to get you to do a push-up first. So, you know, it's, it's that constant, like, low fruit of uh, that comparison. I know we talked about it once or twice on this uh, show and it's an easy one to fall for. Oh, yeah. So, you know, where other people have higher ceilings or whatever it is, different objectives and goals. Well, different backgrounds, different, yeah. different genetic makeup, you know, yeah. like no denying that, you know, Steve works his butt off, but I think he also has pretty good genetics too. Like yeah. I watched, mm-hmm. I watched your son in here doing, <laughs> yeah. doing burpees better than most, most people, like yeah, most he, adults. Yeah. He was going through it. Like he really liked it. Like you guys were like, he's so just he like burpees. What's wrong? With <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's just something, there's something to be said when you have good body awareness. And when a coach says, put your hands here and then move your hips here. And you know what we're saying and you know how to mm-hmm. move your body in a certain way. It, it makes things a little bit easier. That's not to say that you can't learn to be really good at a sport or really good uh, at CrossFit or just, get really strong but you may just have to take a different route yeah, i mean you know? if, if you, like, like mark was saying the foundation was already there i mm-hmm. mean it's not like i came off a couch right i was i've always been active sure. so you know it was there apparently just jumping needed. off buildings yeah, yeah yeah that'll keep you active. i'm gonna find this i promise i'm definitely gonna find good it. luck yeah <laughs> i know be. there was a demo reel that that's out that was what out was the there, company called do you know uh, stuntschool.com stuntschool.com you can do it. I'll make some calls. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> you know what's funny? You know what's funny is I used to not be afraid of heights. And when we moved in, Lauren and I moved in there to the house and we had to repaint the hallway. It was just one of those where there's a ladder like cockeyed, like on, like it's something oh, yeah. like off of, you're like, it's like you're watching a fail video. You're like just waiting for something to happen. Yeah. And it's like, for whatever reason, like ever since then, it's just like I get to the top of the ladder and I'm like, I'm going to die. Well, somebody was taking <laughs> a, you ever seen those pictures of how to be safe and they'll show a guy with his yeah. car jacked up with a two by four yeah. and he's under it changing a muffler or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just wrenching I've on it. The whole car yeah, shaking. Exactly. <laughs> and he's just laying there like nothing's going on. Yeah. I've seen like that. that. Yeah. Uh, so when, when we look at your, your kind of path as far as training goes, so you said like with running, you had a goal of like, I'm going to run a marathon, you know, um, do you have one with CrossFit or like I said, is this just something that right now you're just kind of enjoying, you know, um, is this not like you were like training for the X game snowboarding? It was something you enjoyed doing. Is yeah. That- I mean, I, I really enjoy doing this. Uh, CrossFit's been great, man. Keeps you in, in stellar shape. I just, I just want to continue to, to learn more and uh mm-hmm. see how far i can push myself without injuring myself you know yeah like I, there's some things that i'll like with some olympic lifts like especially the snatch mm-hmm. i don't really go too heavy on that because you know prior you know we're shoulder having work. barbell fundamentals <laughs> yeah. in uh, mm-hmm. two weeks oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, I side, that. you know you got the the me syndrome the tight shoulders so yeah, oh yeah you yeah, know again there, like yeah. you said 
whenever you listed out your workout there, like I did a hundred push-ups and a hundred dips, you know, it's like a lot of that. It's going to pull you forward and so on and so forth. And, and, you know, you are built, built individual. So naturally for, for obviously males, their anatomy in the front, it's going to really build up your, your chest, mm -hmm. which is ultimately going to pull those shoulders a little bit more forward. And that's counterintuitive. I was used to be a big bench and dip guy oh, myself, yeah. you know, that was doing kind of the same thing you were probably doing and looking up bodybuilder workouts and all the stuff in college. And then you get bored with it. You mm -hmm. know, it's very common and I, I, you, you get bored. Maybe you're getting some aesthetic results, but all of a sudden I just had to climb three flights of stairs and I'm out of breath, yeah. you know, and it's like, Oh, what am I doing here? Like my goal you know? was never to get big. It was just to stay in shape. And I exactly. found myself getting bigger. Well, and, mm -hmm. and you also, and you also, that's just what you've been told is that's what, how you get in shape. Mm -hmm. you, well, know. you mentioned a hundred pushups and, and hundred dips. I mean, until I started coming here, I didn't realize that I was doing pushups completely wrong. <laughs> you know, yeah. they, I, my shoulders were way out right. and I everything. Like this. Yeah. I yeah. would put, I would go get those perfect push-up mm -hmm. little oh, apparatus oh, yeah. put on the ground and, and yeah. twist. I'm like, wow, that, that really hurt. <laughs> yeah. but I'll keep doing it because that's what the, the video says to do. Yeah. You know, I just didn't, didn't know anybody. Ow. Oh, exactly. I think you can Ouch. relate that to any, you know, profession. I just had a guy um, come out and work on a um, heat pump at my house. And we were just talking a little bit about it. And it's just like, obviously, I've never studied, you know, uh, HVAC and heat pumps and furnaces and stuff like that. And dude never studied fitness before. But he, you know, was mentioning like, yeah, I got to go get an MRI done on my knee and so on and so forth. And it's just you think about, you know, I was just watching him uh change out was but the frost sensor so anyway he's got a tool bag there he's working on this this, this uh, unit and within probably a 15 minutes span I, I saw him like do egregious like rounding of the back like <laughs> 20 different times you know if you repeat that like over and over and over again throughout the day there's no reason he's like yeah i get an MRI I got lower back pain this kid's he was probably 27 years old yeah then no like if you look at him like oh this guy's in shape but he's got all these issues because he's never been like shown properly, like how to, hey, how to stand, yeah, how to pick something off the exactly, floor, how like, to squat, you know, how to keep a neutral spine yeah. is, is, is where you would generally want to start with people. And what, you know, CrossFit is carving, like Jared said, you didn't know what you didn't know back in 2000, yeah. you know, cause CrossFit wasn't mainstream yet. And you didn't know that climbing is actually probably one of the most functional things you can do and it's building up the forearms and the grip and how that translates into other things um, and how it can definitely supplement your fitness or obviously running is a supplement of, of fitness or snowboarding or having fun um, with your fitness is super duper important because that's ultimately what's going to keep it coming back because there's so many people that dread the gym the same way they dread the dentist because they have a preconceived notion with what the gym is or what the dentist is or what the chiropractor you know fill in the blank um, but if you can make it fun and engaging, as, as, you know, and, and I think we found a recipe with that just through a community, through little things like doing a question of the day. It's like, hey, you know, do you like Reese cups or Snickers or whatever, whatever it is? The toilet just, paper. Yeah, the toilet paper. Yeah, over <laughs> or under. Um, Did anyone actually say under? Outside of anyone, so. anyone that, that doesn't have a cat. Not at 530. Yeah, a cat. A cat's yeah. the only reason you would go under. I'm, I'm allergic to cats. <laughs> yeah, cats put them away. Well, you know, kind of what you were talking yeah. about earlier, Mark, just going back on that, like, I, I've noticed there's things that I do out in the field. Um, mm -hmm. I'll bend down to pick up a box, and I'll do the – I'll try to get my squat perfect. Yep, shoulders when back. When I do it, shoulders <laughs> back, neutral spine, like you said. Yeah. And then 
I noticed something that I, I started doing when I was learning how to hook grip. When I drive, I hook grip the steering wheel now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you there know, it just is. to kind of. That's our next t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> or when oh, I was riding a motor, a buddy of mine it got a motorcycle. I got on it and hook grip the throttle. There you go. Like, it's like, I'm just, it's not, it's, you know, just practice. And yeah. It yeah. becomes a habit. Steve, why do you have chalk in your cup holder in your car? <laughs> yeah. Never know when that wheel's going to. Oh, it's, 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 it's <laughs> incredible <laughs> how, how, how CrossFit can, uh, it can kind of take over in a sense because you get so into it which I'm completely into it now. And um, it just translates into everything I do. Well, I, n- I know you're also like, you know, you're super humble, by the way. Um, and I mean that. You're like a scratch golfer as well. Oh, yeah. And all these things we found out through, like all the people at the gym, they're like, hey, you know Steve qualified for the Boston Marathon? Oh, yeah. You know Steve's like a scratch golfer. Um, I don't spray a lot. Yeah, no, and that's, <laughs> hey, look, man, that's a, that's a place to operate from, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, well, it's the thing, like I gratitude and humility. Yeah, yeah I do it. them for myself. I don't do them for recognition. It's but my my, my the reason, reason I brought up golf. That. Sorry to cut you off. No, I'm good. Um, how is maybe a little bit more fitness? Has it affected your golf game in a positive way, or maybe you haven't noticed? I don't because no, you're already it, kind it, of. It yeah. definitely has. Like um, we go on a golf trip every year on Father's Day, from a bunch of people from Ludlow, and I think one year we hit over a hundred and. Usually average about so seventy all, or eighty. So all of Ludlow. Pretty much. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> all of them. My graduating class had Is the whole town of Ludlow on a Facebook message? They are. <laughs> oh, for this golf trip. They oh, are. There you go. <laughs> and, uh, so it's pretty big time. But uh, I noticed before I started doing this, I could we play probably fifty four holes a day. Mm-hmm. So and it's for three or four days. And this year, this past year, I had no problem. Like, I usually wake up on Sunday, and I've had trouble moving. Like, my hands hurt. Everything just hurt. And the drinking p- could probably have a little bit to do <laughs> with that. But this year, I Water, had no problems at all. Yeah. And I noticed that I'm hitting the drives further. Um, my stamina is better as mm. far as golf goes. And I Yeah, mean, people overlook that with golf. I mean, yeah, they especially do. if you're playing 18 and it's hot. It's it wears like, you out. Yeah. Because you know, it's a lot of mental focus, too. You have to get that squat right. Yeah. Get the ball out of the hole, too. Or yeah, you know, function. so... One of the one of the reasons I brought that up is I think a lot of people look at golf as like this leisure sport where they look at John Daly like, well, John Daly, it's like, dude, he is the exception to the rule. Like he is the anomaly. If you look at a lot of these good like young golfers these days, they are in shape and yeah. they have a strict, you know, nutrition plan and diet and, and, and so on and so forth. But I think we do that with a lot of other things, too. You know, like, oh, well, this guy, you know, he's rich. So and he doesn't work that hard. You know, Tim Ferriss wrote the four hour work week. Like it's possible to just slack off and make a bunch of money and they're on to this, you know, they're very flighty with like this pyramid scheme or this and they're always, you know, just trying to look for the easy way out. But they don't want to admit that 99.9% of successful people work their freaking butt off. And guess what? If you want to get in good shape, you got to work your freaking butt off. Like it's not just going to be taking a pill or so on and so forth. It's not just a coincidence that Steve walked in here and could do a muscle up. He was working his butt off before he even came to us and guess what he's he's a humble guy and and i love what you said there like hey i've identified that the snatch is a movement for me that i probably have to go a little bit lighter on for longevity with this program and there's so many people that um unfortunately yeah i'll throw myself in there i I found out the hard way i was a really strong individual when i found crossfit but i was not mobile and it actually was uh you know a detriment (laughs) because i would just you know, power everything up and I was loading improperly and guess what, you know, it caused a little bit of an issue, but now that, you know, we're 
five years removed from that. I've, I have a good self-awareness of what I can and cannot do in the gym. And sometimes you got to swallow your pride a little bit and not RX a workout. But at the end of the day, if you can keep things in perspective, you know, it's, it's going to only pay dividends in the long run. Well, and it comes down and the other part of that too, is we're talking about the, the long game, like that, that's deadlifts for me. Sure. Know? Uh, do I have to do heavy deadlifts in a workout to be fit? Absolutely not. Mm-mm. Do I do I have to do heavy deadlifts to be super competitive in CrossFit? Absolutely. To be fit? No. You know, it's just it's just all about where you're at. You know, Steve's always gonna be a very fit guy. He can absolutely 100% work on, you know, improving the snatch and things like that. But he doesn't have to spend an inordinate amount of time just on that one movement to be fit. Yeah, probably mm-hmm. not. You know, no, definitely. So the there's, there's, there. there's always about having, you know, you can always want to work on self-improvement, but the reality is, is you don't have to have this like hundred percent maxed out effort every single day on every single movement. You can pick and choose your battles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the other day when we did the 225 squats and then the, the 500 meters, I didn't feel, feel the need to go very heavy on that. Yeah. So I went with a weight that was kind of mm-hmm. in the middle and and guess know. what probably got a good workout i got a great workout. <laughs> you know i was sweating so yeah. yeah it was great exactly exactly um it, yeah I'll, i do want to ask like how does this how is this transferred because again you're you're very humble and i've i've watched uh you know you come in here with your son and work out and like how is this transferred over into kind of family life because if you if it's something that you're interested in it's it's probably going to bleed into your your everyday life oh definitely yeah i mean with with Boston when he came with me he he loved it I mean so he with the exception of last Saturday where he kind of stood me up um he wants to come every Saturday he yeah. wants to get into it and you know that with with now I mean with me growing up there was always like baseball football I never played football but baseball football the big three basketball baseball and football and now I mean CrossFit is a sport in itself you have snowboarding, you have BMX. There's all kinds of things out there yeah. that kids can do. Different avenues. And I mean, you know, if he likes this, stick with this. I mean, this has weightlifting, gymnastics. It has everything. Oh, and, and that just creates a base, again, for other things. You yeah. know, it's, uh, it's one of those things where I got uh, roped into flying or flying, a running a leg of the flying pig uh, <laughs> relay or whatever. I probably don't have to train for it that much because yeah. I have a base of fitness that is established that I'll be able to manage myself. You know, oh, yeah. it's yeah. one of those things that like, if you do this, it can set you up for other things pretty well. You oh, know, definitely. and probably without CrossFit, that would be like pretty scary. Like, yeah, hey, no, man, you're sounds... going to run a leg in the flying pig. Like, Oh shit. Yeah. I got, <laughs> let, let me put it this way. Uh-oh. I got, I got the better end of the deal. Cause the other end of that is he's got to come in here and work out. You know, uh, it's like, <laughs> I'll yeah. run, I'll do that all day. Yeah, you know, definitely. like, that's that's there's that's no, fun for me. There's no fitness pill you can take. And I mean, it takes a lot of hard work. And, and stuff like that is just sure. te- is just to test yourself, to actually test your fitness. You know, I think pe- so many people get roped up into um, doing just this that you're not actually going out and doing what it was built for, which is going out and enjoying yourself and enjoying fitness. Yeah, being functional. You know, it. for example, like we're gonna go hiking this weekend. It's gonna be cold, but like if I'm out somewhere in nature, like I'm gonna want to go hike and. Yeah, yeah, experience experience the, it the and be able to be able to do it. You know, like look at, look at it through a window and then like glance at your phone and right. look at the window and yeah, it's 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 definitely a CrossFit has been a great mission for getting people getting kids specifically involved more 
and you're even seeing it uh, flourish in USA weightlifting. You know, I mean, uh, it's something that Jared's really involved with and, and Derek here. And, you know, again, we talked about genetic potential earlier and you're, you're seeing America now all of a sudden kind of rise a little bit in this, in, in just mainly because like you mentioned, the big three were always basketball, football, baseball, you throw in soccer, mm-hmm. you know, these other sports that pull a lot of our talent. Weightlifting was like not even on anyone's radar. And now CrossFit is kind of filled that pool up a little bit more. And now you're seeing people that are just have a, they're more athletic, um, just have a higher potential and they're re- reaching that through development of these lifts. And the thing was, is they would be probably pretty good at just about any sport they played. They're I mean, just, you look at the Harris, Harrison. You look yeah. at Harrison Jeez, Morris. Always. I mean, that kid's 17 years old. He just cleaned 200. Is it? He did it. He clean and jerked 190 for a double. So that's 190 kilos, by the way. And yeah. the kid weighs, uh, I think he was 81 kilos at the time. So he just PR'd his clean at 200, which is 440. Yeah, 440. See the one, uh, didn't the 17-year-old snatch like 290 pounds? At yeah, he, that would be like his warm-up. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, I, I just remember hearing about that. That's the crazy thing is to think that that, that much weight. And so what it is is, is there, you're, you know, you're, you're finding these niche athletes and you know you're allowing them to flourish because of because of the sport of crossfit uh, mm. to be completely honest i don't think by any means we would be where we are with usa weightlifting uh without crossfit because yeah. you find like oh wow i really enjoy doing that mm-hmm. oh there's a sport that just does that like right. <laughs> it's pretty awesome it's, yeah, it's you know great. Mm-hmm. um i uh i do want to kind of ask you our little wrap-up question and uh it's if you've well, Steve admitted you're gonna do great, Steve. Steve, Steve, Steve admitted <laughs> that he's only watched the beginning of all these, so he doesn't know what the Usually question something is. Something happens, and that's then all right. I try to they're, pick up where I left off. They're like an hour long. The so. Name the seventeenth president. Uh, <laughs> uh, guy after Lincoln. <laughs> yes, that is it. That's so, what I think Grant. that's what everyone would answer. The, the guy after Lincoln. The simple, yet very uh, involved question of what is your definition of fitness? definition of fitness i'd say don't screw this up <laughs> I'm on the spot man. um to m- function i mean to be able to move and and do what you need to do every day without pain and without anything without anything limiting what you do so you know if i work in construction being able to pick up a two by four correctly you know and not injure myself have a rounded back like mm-hmm. the air conditioning mm-hmm. guy or the heat pump guy and there's another, I mean, just kind of a, I guess a humorous definition would be, for me at least, if something's chasing me, I want to have the stamina and the speed to get away from it. But if it catches me, I want to be able to beat the hell out of it. Oh. And the power and the strength to beat the hell out of it. So that's the best answer we've ever gotten. I love that. That's, that's my definition of fitness right there. Right. Be, that might be our second t-shirt. <laughs> the first one is That'll be the hook grip. On the steering wheel, and then that one. We're going to make a commercial. It's just going to be the power to beat the crap out of whatever catches you. That's and the strength, or the speed, and the stamina to get away, get away from it. Uh, but if like it catches it. me, I want to be able to take care right. of myself. So. Yeah, yeah, man. That's, Love that. That's great. Uh, well, thank you, Steve, for, oh, no problem. for, yeah, for thanks. coming and joining us today. Thank you all for listening to Everyday Athlete. Join us next week as we dive deep into the lives of those who make us great. Thanks. So when you got caught on fire... Right.